0: Are you a small business owner looking to scale your business and your profits? Are you looking for strategies to find balance in your life as an entrepreneur? Stay tuned while Craig Staley, founder of HG Site Design, a website design and marketing agency, shares strategies from successful small business owners, authors, and experts on how to do just that. Let's join Craig as he explores how we can all take our businesses to the next level on the Small Business School podcast.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Small Business School podcast. My guest today is Arjun Rai. He is a serial entrepreneur and the founder of HelloWoofy.com. HelloWoofy.com helps you automate social media, blogging, and even smart speaker marketing content. So definitely something to listen to because this tool is focused on the little guys, which is us, the small businesses, not the Cokes and Pepsis of the world. So they they definitely focus on small businesses. I'm a user of Hello Woofy, And actually, it's an interesting story. Arjun was pitched to be on my podcast. I started looking into it. And before we could even get him on the show, I was already a subscriber of his software. So it's definitely some cool software. Arjun gives you some tips today on... How to set up your social media and maybe some do's and don'ts, as well as telling you about the Hello Woofy platform. So, without further ado, our guest, Arjun Rai. All right. I'd like to welcome my next guest. It's Arjun Rai. He is the founder and CEO of HelloWoofy.com. How are you today, Arjun?
2: good and that blinking light back there means that someone just signed up for our software we celebrate every every customer so that's awesome <laughs> we how, yeah how does that work is that through like the google voice so it's actually using an ifttt protocol with stripe and uh mailchimp and uh what do you call and it's called an ifx bulb i believe it's like a smart bulb you can get like six for 20 or 30 bucks and uh and so we got two back there and yeah, it's it's our way of celebrating.
1: That's pretty awesome. It's, it's also just a way to see when people are signing up. And that's, that's awesome. Can you give us a little of your background, your personal background before we get started?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I've been an entrepreneur, serial entrepreneur since I was a teenager, mostly in the advertising, marketing space, or building software. For the advertising and marketing space, and Hello, Woofy really came out as a is a need for small businesses, founders, you know, the underdogs. We like to say smart marketing for underdogs, because being a small business owner myself, I wanted to know what are the perfect combination of words, emojis, hashtag, the whole new one. The, the whole. I wanted the perfect recipe to, you know, craft the perfect message at you know whenever I wanted to, and I didn't see that happening. I didn't, you know, kind of the industry. We have a lot of respect for our competitors, but the industry really stagnated. It almost felt like an Elon Musk, a Tesla had to come into a very stagnated, you know, non-improving, non-innovative industry. You know, in in that case, cars almost 100 years. But in, in our case, the social media management industry had just stagnated, just doing the same thing over and over again, not helping small businesses. In fact, all of our competitors are now going in the in the on the along the lines of helping enterprises. And when you hear 400,000 small businesses shutting down last year during COVID because they couldn't get out get get out of their own way because they didn't know what digital marketing was. They didn't know what content marketing and you know things that like social media management is. We could have saved a good chunk of those if they had met Hello Woofy.
1: That's interesting that you mentioned Elon Musk. So in my questionnaire that you filled out, I asked, you know, what what makes your business unique? And your answer was that hello is kind of like the tesla model 3 of digital marketing for underdog small business owners. Can you go into a little more detail of what you mean by that?
2: Yeah, I think art and technology really do need to exist together. They really, you know, how things feel, how things make you, uh, how things look, the you know, the the energy you get from something, the the vibes you get from something is super important. And so on the software side of things, we wanted to make sure that it was a very simple Color-driven, minimalistic, almost like a Danish piece of furniture. It's something that you can look at and say, "Wow, I, exa- I know exactly how it's used. This color means this functionality. This color means that." The more I see these colors around the platform, I know exactly what I'm doing in terms of content distribution and strategies. Second part, and 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 a Tesla, you know, a Tesla in general looks beautiful. You know, that's the analogy there. But the, another thing that a Tesla does really well, it's super smart. Especially with self driving, it just does this stuff for you. It just turns on when you're near it. It just knows you're approaching the door. It tells you what are the road conditions, when, you know, what where you know how to stay in the lane. In our case, we as soon as you start typing a post, it starts completing the sentences for you. it, start, it finds a perfect combination of words. As soon as you type a little bit longer, it'll start giving you emoji recommendations, which, according to studies from Adobe, which of course we all know is a multi billion dollar company shows that emojis drive huge amounts of uplift and engagement. And we're not talking 2 3%. We're talking 60 50 80% uplift and engagement and purchase intent. And we actually filed a patent around this technology to give you the perfect combination of emojis, words, and hashtags. So... To be honest, at the end of the day, it's intelligent, right? It's beautiful. It's intelligent, and the last part, which I think is the most important thing, is and and this is really where shame on our competitors for you know charging an arm and a leg for small businesses who can't. We're deciding between food on the table and insurance and running you know using software is affordability. Our price point we've proven to be you know very affordable. It's you know you can. Grab the lowest license for forty nine a year. The next tier is sixty nine a year. The next tier is ninety nine dollars a year. And because we're getting so much demand from bigger agencies that are underdogs themselves, I mean, they're. Three people, two people at a time. That we're going to be introducing a two forty nine and a nine ninety nine, which is a thousand dollars for the whole year plan. And we are completely changing these these individuals' lives as business owners. They have more money to put in their pocket, more money to hire, more money to be able to expand their agency businesses or their small businesses. And we're, you know, we're very close close to becoming, you know, uh, break even and then eventually profitable. We've only been around for a year and a half, and we've raised venture funding. And guess what? All of our customers have an opportunity or had an opportunity as well to invest and own pieces of the company. And we can talk about equity crowdfunding, how small businesses should be leveraging small equity crowdfunding. But literally, you could put $100 down and own a piece of the company. And those are previous campaigns. We're we're getting ready to do another equity crowdfunding campaign soon.
1: That's awesome. And I don't know if I told you this or not, but uh, when your people reached out about being on the podcast and I started looking into you, I was you know, and and the software and stuff, I really was struck by not only the design of it, because, you know, I've seen a lot of software and you use a lot of bright colors and in not your normal blue button, orange button type of colors. There's pinks and blues and purples and and all sorts of different things. And I'm sure there's a reason behind it.
2: Yeah. And everything is color driven and colorblind supported. So if you are colorblind, we put, uh, we li- literally put different patterns of, of, uh, you know, shapes and, and, and figures on top of the buttons. And so they it makes it easier for for you to understand what's going on.
1: That's great. And so I've been using the, the platform for a while. It's, it's, it's easy to use. Oh, thank you. Virtual uh, it, hugs. It, yeah, there you go. <laughs> it, it, so it's, it's been, it's been very nice and it's not just a posting platform to your point, you know, I mean, there's, uh-huh there's the features of of being able to kind of plug those hashtags in kind of mine content and use it for your yep. social media so a lot, a lot of good things with with hello Woofy. and it's it'll be exciting Thank to you. see where you guys take it
2: so so honored. That's my favorite part of the of my day is uh, or the week. Every Friday at twelve PM, we get on a call at twelve PM Eastern Time, and we just have a whole bunch of our customers asking literally any question. Any questions uh, is 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 welcome, and they're asking us, you know, how do I do this? How do I do that? And I'm able to help them. And they're also giving us feedback on how we can improve it. Like literally, my my highlight now is the sales calls that I do with new customers, mm-hmm. and the and the and the weekly networking calls we do. To the point where I started playing Who Let the Dogs Out at the beginning of every sales call. Awesome. <laughs> So, you did
1: mention a little bit about engagement with emojis. Mm-hmm. So, from some of the research that you've done, what are some things that maybe other than emojis that it improves engagement? And I'll ask you on, it may be different on all three platforms, but on Facebook, Instagram, and, and LinkedIn, what have you guys found that, it, that it improves engagement in those platforms?
2: Images. We are cavemen, whether you like it or not, we're cavemen at the end of the day. It's the reason, and on and, and a couple of other interviews, I've talked about frames per second and, and waves per second, how you could see one photo at a time, and then you see multiple f- frames at a time. That's a video, right? Mm-hmm. and because of hardware technology because of bandwidth you know whatever you want to call it civilizations moving eventually to a type 1 ecosystem right if you think if you believe in the uh, in the type 0 type 1 type 2 uh, civilization and and in order for us to go from type 0 to type 1 our technology has to allow for more information to travel from point a to point b faster than ever with more convenience than you know than ever before and with, uh, with affordability at the core of it and that has allowed more image-based platforms like Pinterest and Instagram to turn into video-based platforms as well. And TikTok is a great example of that. They don't believe in just static frames, right? they believe in video, that the whole platform is video. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't have been possible if we then have at least 3G technology, at least 4G and 5G technology in, in certain places. Can you imagine buffering videos and scrolling down up and around? So... A part of that is we we, we need to make sure that we're adding images, we're adding visual cues to every post that we're doing. We are cavemen. We have to understand it. We have to have the call to action included. And that's why emojis are so important. If you call it hieroglyphics of 2021, we've gone from 90 to 3,200 or so as of now, according to Unicode. And so you need to make the caption visual. But not go crazy. Like use one or two emojis. If you want to have a list, maybe use check marks or use you know the the emoji that's pointing to the right uh, to the to the content. You want to be very intentional. If you take a look at my Clubhouse bio. There are quite a few emojis there, but we are being very intent-driven and and purposeful in, in our use of emojis. So emojis are important, of course. Images are important. If you can put a video clip, that's super important. If you put a link to a video clip, that's great as well. In certain platforms like LinkedIn, if you schedule it out, you can actually have a preview of the video if it's a link, like a YouTube link, and it will play right on the platform itself. So you don't have to take the person off the platform, and that you know sometimes is a fear that you're taking people off LinkedIn and you know and and whatnot. In in LinkedIn's case, you can actually now have in stream playing of youtube videos so that will be my quick two things and we're actually working on technology right now that we haven't deployed on the on the on the front end for our customers but we are actually looking at what we spoke about the recipe of you know crafting a perfect message we are now looking at what is the sentiment of an of a word to a series of words that formulate a sentence compare that to a hashtag or several hashtags compare that to the sentiment of an emoji we're actually tracking in real time around the world what is the world feeling like? And I can tell you right now it's going to load up. The world is feeling. Let's see. It's feeling a little bit uh, anxious. It's feeling anticip. It's very anticipatory right now. It's hoping for hopeful, 30, but <laughs> 30 30 seconds ago it was very. It was it was joyful, and and so that right now we're looking at is real time data coming from around the world based on emoji usage, text usage, and things like that. What is the world feeling like? And huh. do those three things, those three components that I mentioned earlier, do they line up? Do you have something very positive, very negative, negative, A neutral that makes no sense. We're also looking at how many nouns you're using, how many adjectives, how many verbs, you know, pronouns and things of that nature. And based on your usage and your history, what can we recommend as a better solution the next time around? So, after a month of using Hello Woofy, can we tell you, hey, Craig? we notice that two verbs tend to do really well we, you you have actually three in here you want to knock off this one which you know might not be as you know positive as the other two words that's where we're heading and there's no reason for us to charge an arm and a leg we do want to build the biggest company helping the smallest and the way we're going to do that is by letting making sure that everyone can afford a platform like us which is why we keep telling our customers invest in the company if you want to you know own a piece of it and have a direct you know influence on where we go
1: Is your ultimate goal or are you driving towards a a point where, you know, you can kind of tell the, tell the software, here's what I want my post to be about. Here's what I'm the message I'm trying to convey. Yes. And ultimately the software writes it for you.
2: Yes. We do have autocomplete technology. We have been told that the patent has been issued to figure out the perfect combination of words, emojis, and hashtags. And, uh, and the reason I bring that up is because we filed for the patent over a year ago. And the reason why we did that is because we wanted to build an ecosystem where like a Tesla, the car knows you're approaching it. The car knows your intent to drive. The car knows that you want to want it to come to you, right? The car knows that you want to go from point A to point B. So it's going to auto drive you all the way and tell you, hey, keep your hands nearby. Because as soon as the campaign or the social media campaign needs a little bit of handholding, it needs a little bit of fine tuning, you know, you can jump back on the wheel and, and make those adjustments that's the kind of ecosystem that we're heading towards. And to be honest, none of our competitors have even thought about this. Unfortunately, that despite having tens of thousands of uh, employees, the number of people in a room and, and, and how much revenue you make, whether you're publicly listed or private or not, doesn't, has never been shown in history to be the thing that drives innovation. What drives innovation is a small group of people, the rebels of the world, the the square, square pegs in the, in the round hole, right. a uh, kind of people that that'll make the changes. And I'm very grateful that we have a team like that. And not only have we been, by the way, we haven't only focused on social media. During the pandemic, we realized that small businesses were not focusing or should be focusing on blogging. So we've used the same technology to auto-complete entire blog posts. We're talking 500 word, 1,000 word articles, auto-complete them, schedule them to appear on your Medium account, your WordPress account, soon Shopify blogs as well. Why isn't any of our competitors doing that? Like, did they not know that blogging was, was around? Which is just, it's just such, a, such a shocker for small businesses who really need to be indexing well on Google searches. And then we realized that smart speakers, the, there's a smart speaker playing in the background, which is a fire TV. Uh, it's running Hulu. I've I've got 11 in my house. And these were flying off the shelf. And guess what? Guess who was winning? Craig, the Netflixes of the world were winning. The Hulu's of the world were winning. The YouTubes, you know, these are Fortune 500. Anyway, in some cases, they're Fortune 10 companies. They were completely owning our customer. Your customer, your small business customer, my small business customer was glued to the streaming platform and consuming content 24-7 because they had to quarantine at home. But what about the coffee shop down the block? Why couldn't they broadcast to the 50 customers that are super loyal that, you know, come in every single day or used to come in every single day and say, hey, this is Craig. I know you haven't been able to come into my coffee shop. Why don't I you know, tell you exactly how to brew the cup, the latte or the cappuccino they used to buy. And by the way, if you want those, if you want that bean, the coffee bean that I, I roast right here in the shop itself, the medium roast, click here on the TV or the smart speaker, and I'll have someone deliver it to you with a mask on that level of broadcasting, that level of direct communication, you would have to beg and borrow from QVC, from Home Shopping Network, from a similar show like Oprah Winfrey to get attention from millions of people. But You just want 50 people to listen to you and buy from you, right? And so we partnered with and started working with Amazon over the last uh, year or so. We started working with their Alexa division and getting some advice and mentorship and things of that nature. And we built the world's first, smart speaker scheduler so that you and I can have that direct conversation. It might not be with hundreds of people. It might just be with 60 people, but that is more than enough to sell to them, ping their speakers and say, hey, this is Craig. I'm going live with Arjun, who's going to be talking about Hello Woofie and how you can take your business to the next level. And by the way, we're going to give you a $20 discount if you tune in at 9pm. You can make those notifications appear on these speakers so long as the customer opts in or the listener in your case. Interesting. So they would have
1: to opt into your content specifically. So if you gave them fair warning and said, Hey, you know, we're going to start broadcasting on the the smart speakers on the, the Alexas or whatever it is, as long as they opted in almost like an email message, then you could start sending those, those notifications through.
2: Yeah. This is where the marketing industry is. It's so interesting that we're taking the privacy conversation. We're taking the data conversation. We're taking the IOT conversation, the smart speaker conversation. And, you know, there's so many conversations happening at the same time. So long as the customer or the listener downloads the Craig Staley app or skill that we you know, you can create inside Hello Woofie and we'll automate everything. So you don't have to spend fifty thousand dollars to do it. As soon as you download it, you've got access to the customer because they've opted in. Now, they can obviously choose They can choose to you know, turn off notifications, so you can't ping them, but they can choose to come in and, and consume your briefings whenever they do have the time or buy from you whenever they have the time because there'll be a store component, you know, things like that. We are literally building a home shopping network, a QVC for every single small business owner. It doesn't matter if you have been around for 100 years or 20 years or 20 seconds, you should be able to broadcast to your customer right where they're, they're consuming Fortune 500 you know, streaming content
1: that's interesting i think just that alone if you could put a strategy towards that and it made sense for your business is worth the price of admission you know and and for you it's you know it seems like kind of a sidecar to the software almost you know i mean the the main part is the the software or the the social media posting piece of it so that's that's pretty amazing so one thing i always wonder about is you have some people that are prolific posters like the Gary V's of the world, and they're posting four or five times a day on every platform and, you know, going live on every platform and doing all these things, you know, for the average small business owner, that's probably not realistic. You know, there's a lot of people that post maybe once or twice or three times a week. Is there a sweet spot? where we should be posting if it's not like a sponsored post or uh, something we're paying for just, just in the organic piece of it? Is there some sort of posting schedule we should be considering?
2: Well, just before I answer that question, I want to show you exactly uh, very quickly. I just scheduled a Alexa briefing to our Hello Woofy Hello Wolfie skills. I'm going to ask her, Alexa, open the Hello Woofy skill.
0: Your briefings from creators at HelloWoofy.com. You can play your briefings by saying, play all.
2: So that's the light celebration I have. Um, oh, yeah. Alexa home. So my point, is, I just scheduled that while you were talking to me. And anyone who's a follower, anyone who's listening to Hello, or wants to you know, consume Hello HelloWoofy content, Your in your case, Craig content, that video I just scheduled from the Hello HelloWoofy platform to appear in my skill. And I can, there's a call to action there to, you know, to, if you want to learn more about, you know, how we do the IoT and things like that, you know, click here to go to HelloWoofy.com and, 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 and whatnot. Now, to answer your question about frequency, That's why I I always tell small business owners start simple because you haven't started at all. And no, no, like not having a presence online, not actively. Active means very different things for people. For Gary, means every second. For a small business owner, it may mean twice a week. The recipe of the day, or maybe the recipe of the week, or the offer of the week. You know, start small. In our, in our, in the way we design our software. First of all, have a library of content because we understand a lot of the content that you have generated can be repurposed, can be reused. It's evergreen. So Mm -hmm. why not divvy it up into categories and then schedule those categories, whether they have 5 pieces of content or they have 500 pieces of content. Schedule them out to appear, what I like to do is on a pattern basis. Every Monday, Friday, motivational content. Kick off the week really on a high note. Kick off the weekend on a high note. And then every Tuesday, Thursday, remind people of a business, you know, tip or how to run a business if you're a coach. And then every Wednesday, what we do is every every two weeks we do pet Wednesdays. So if you go into our Facebook group, Content Masters, obviously we're we're a dog team company. We like dogs. We you know we support underdogs. Every two weeks, small business owners in our Facebook group will show us who they're very proud to work with? Who are they very proud to call a a collie, right? A work from home buddy. And there's some of the cutest, you know, cutest dogs ever. And actually, sometimes it's parrots and lizards and cats. But you know, the the point is, that is my schedule. And it took me maybe a couple hours to schedule and I can do it for the next couple of months. So just start small, start small, start simple. You are going to be light years ahead of majority of your small business competitors at that point
1: you're basically adding content to that bucket and then it's, it's reusable and you can schedule it to the different, you know, whether it's Instagram or, and you pick your every other day or, you know, Monday, Wednesday,
2: Friday, or pick whatever schedule you want. That, that makes a lot of sense. And because you can do it on social, and because you can then take your blog article and schedule that, and because you can take that blog article link as soon as it comes out and schedule it to your social platforms. And then by the way, that video tip that Craig is talking about how, on how to find the perfect headphones and the perfect mic and how to you know set up a podcast, because you can then schedule that to a smart speaker and teach other you know podcasters on how to be like Craig, you just have a three prong strategy right there for $99 or $69 for the year.
1: That's awesome. So, where do you see? And we talked a little bit about the future, but where do you see Hello, Woofy in five years?
2: Well, I have to say, is legally, if I can, I'd like to list the company on a yeah. public exchange. That's you know, and and I have a ticker symbol. It's I have a I have the on my right. I have this uh, wall of the history of the company and where we're going. And it has a ticker symbol on there of what I'd like to list it as if I can, if being the, the keyword. And the reason I say that is because we have been doing really well on in the public markets. Our customers keep investing in the company $100, $1,000. Two customers put in $10,000 and $30,000 in our last few campaigns. So we know that we can do really well with a mission to build the biggest company, helping the smallest. The smallest companies are helping us build the biggest company as a result. And so... Ideally, you know, being the, uh, being at the, at the forefront of, uh, you know, the digital marketing landscape, whether it's on the social side, blogging side, smart speaker side, we've kind of made a pivot towards the smart speaker side. We want to build the biggest media network, DTC broadcasting network, which is direct to consumer, direct to customer. And so that small businesses can not only leverage smart speakers and reach their customers without any middleman, without anyone, you know, in the middle. And they have to pray that, you know, 10% or 15% of their followers see what they're posting. You can, Everyone sees your post at this point and you can sell to them directly. But in addition to that, we want to build an ecosystem where one business owner can advertise to another business owner's audience and pay that business owner for that opportunity. And we take a small percentage, but the ability... It's almost like saying a Facebook page, The you as a Facebook page owner of your podcast and me as a Hello Wolfie page owner of a software company... You want to target my audience? Great. We have 10,000 members on our platform. Let's talk about Craig on our platform. You pay me 70 cents to the dollar and and the platform that is in between will take 30 cents. And then all of a sudden, maybe I want to advertise to Craig's audience because I know he's, you know, he caters to small businesses. We want, you know, more customers on HelloWoofy's site. I'll pay you 70 cents to on the dollar and 30 cents to the platform, which obviously is HelloWoofy in this case. And that has never been done before. I like to call it an inter-ad network so that you can have, you know, ads, maybe 5-second audio ads between the brief things, or between the live stream that you're doing, or in between the product recommendations or whatnot. This has never been done before. And we're at the cutting edge right now. And social audio is really leading the charge because Clubhouse has done a great job of leading the pack from a social perspective, from an audio perspective. And you have green Green Room, you have Twitter Spaces, a whole bunch of other companies coming out. And that's because of my earlier point, technology, bandwidth, hardware has reached to a point where waves per second. To my earlier point, frames per second is, you know, was an innovative approach, but now what waves per second is leading us to, to rethink how we do commerce, how we do audio, you know, broadcasting like we're doing right this second. It's it's a very, very new world. And smart speakers is, I think, going to lead the way for in home.
1: Very interesting. I have I have not heard it. Of that at we all? We heard it so here on Craig. We we heard <laughs> it here Craig's first. Spot. huh? They heard so it here. <laughs> this is it. so. This could be the podcast of, of two thousand seven <laughs> or whenever podcast first first came out. You know, so get a yeah. get in early type of thing. So, kind of shifting gears, what would you say has been the the biggest challenge that you faced in business so far, and and how did you overcome it?
2: Do you have an hour or two <laughs> days? Um, gosh, I'll uh, I'll answer with a story. August 2019, after spending nearly 170 thousand dollars, 120 thousand dollars in credit cards, 50 thousand in in cash, in August 2019, a company by the name of AppSumo called us up and said, "Hey, we heard some really good things about you online. We want to reach out and see if you'd be interested in helping. You know, getting some help in launching the product. You know, let us know if you're interested." And for for your listeners who don't know what AppSumo is, it is literally the QVC, the home shopping network of software flash sales. And so we, I said. Wow. 800,000, nearly a million people. We can be, you know, we could be presented in front of that. Absolutely. Same month we auditioned for a TV show and, you know, it's, it's kind of like a shark tank. And we were told that come back later, you know, you're, you're too early. In September, first week of September, my dad called me up and said in the morning, it's like three o'clock in the morning. Hey, you got to come down to New Jersey. I live in New York City and I, my parents live in, in Princeton, New Jersey, that area. And he said, you got to come down. Uh, your mom's been taken to the hospital. Uh, it's like three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning. And, and uh, I arrive a couple of hours later and a couple of days later, she ended up passing away. And this was just a few days before my birthday. And while I was in the hospital, I get an email saying, hey, this is Meet the Drapers, the TV show you auditioned for. We have a couple of extra slots, but we're wondering if you'd be interested in coming flying out of California to be on the, on the TV show. Miracles happen one after the other. We ended up winning that TV show. We ended up launching with the Republic campaign, which is an equity crowdfunding campaign they were partnered with. We raised about $600,000 off of that collaboration there. We launched in December, November of 2019. We grew 22,000% last year. We have more, over 10,000 businesses on our platform. We've done just, just under 300,000 in revenue in about a year and a half. And the, the, the metrics are like through the roof. I mean, we've miracles just keep happening. And every, every few weeks I have to be like, okay, do we have enough cash? Where do I find more cash to keep, you know, keep, you know, fueling this engine that keeps growing. And we have so many people dependent on us. So many small businesses dependent on us. So I'll answer that question with a story. And and who knows where we will be in five years. If I can, I would like to list the company. If I can, I like to have every single small business owner on planet Earth and space. I do believe we're going to be in space pretty soon. And we're going to have commerce in space. I like to be the first company to power that as well.
1: Well, I'm glad I uh, jumped on the Hello Woofy
2: train early <laughs> so I can
1: maybe be the the first podcast in space. We'll see.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there we go. And by the way, we should do this in our Facebook group as well. Uh, you know, since you're a customer, you should definitely come on in. And when you when this show is airing, you know, send me a link I'll, I'm going to post it in in Hello Woofies, uh, the Content Masters group too. Awesome. We'll do. So on the on the opposite side,
1: and maybe maybe you answered both questions. But what's been the best moment in your business's history?
2: Oh gosh. I feel like every time I get on a sales call and I have a and I'm, I walk away and saying, "Wow, that was a great sales call" because I learned something about a business owner, mm-hmm. or uh, in some cases, I, I'm, I'm sometimes you know, teary eyed or, you know, will cry at a movie like the dream, which is based on the secret book, which was very transformational for me talking about a law of traction and spirituality. I don't know. Every single day there's a highlight. I mean, I feel like this is a highlight of, you know, one of my highlights for today, you know, we've done nearly a thousand dollars in sales today. We did nearly a thousand dollars yesterday in sales. I mean, I used to live off a thousand dollars in New York, 700 for rent, 25 for utilities and everything. It was food walking to save subway or $3, you know, breakfast at Starbucks with a free sample of coffee on the side where I put too much soy milk just to dilute it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, that's how I would answer that question. Every single, every single day there's a, there's a highlight. Well, that's great perspective. I will say I'm, I'm a lot closer with my family now with my dad as well. You know, we've been through a lot in the last year and a half. It's been two years almost since my mom passed away. And, uh,
1: well, that's good. Who do you consider a mentor, and what would you say is the most important lesson that they've taught you?
2: A couple of years ago, so well, almost actually ten years ago, I applied to the New York Institute of Technology, and I because I wanted to make it in New York, and I was like, I just, let's just see what happens. You know, I, I called the university. I said, I can't afford your application fee for a hundred dollars, which is funny today. You know, can you waive it? And they were like, Yeah, absolutely, we'll waive it. Go ahead and apply. And they gave me half the scholarship I needed to attend the first year. I called up the, uh, I came to New York on a, on a, like a, a you know, like an onboarding session. I talked to the vice vice dean or um, associate dean, second in charge, essentially. And I told him, Hey, I can't afford your you know tuition. Your university is great and everything. Can I talk to the the dean? And the dean ended up turning into almost like a second debt to me. He called me up a couple of weeks later. He said, I, I love your entrepreneurial background. I love that and some of the work you've done. I need help with building out the entrepreneurship center, the entrepreneurship degree. Oh, but you know, I'm I'm willing to work with you. Oh, by the way, we're also opening an incubator uh, to help other students build their build their companies. Happy to give you a full ride or the remaining scholarship you need, you know. But you have to say yes or no right now. It's a hot summer day right outside my principal's office in the front of the high school, I said, absolutely. Yes. And he really took me under his wing. He taught me about how to deal with bureaucracy, how to deal with academia, how to deal with big personalities. You know, I had an office on campus. I would, you know, work out of on my startup, two startups actually. And he be, he really became, his name is Jess Veronica, uh, Dr. Jess Baronico. And if you ever meet him, he looks like a guy out of the Kiss, you know, music band. Like he has long hair, elf shoes all the time. He's been through a lot as well personally, but he's definitely one of those people I look up to. Both because he's taller than me, but he has—he's so—he's just so wise. And they, there are very few people like that who come by in your life and will kind of take you under their wing no matter what. They don't have to, but they—they they see something in you.
1: Yeah, that's great to have those people in your life that you can go to and when, when life throws you a curveball and. And you know that they're going to have some sort of sage advice for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So before we get to our last question, where can our listeners find out more about you and Hello HelloWoofy? Wolfie?
2: HelloWoofy.com. H-E-L-L-O-W-O-O-F-Y.com. My email's on the website on the bottom of the page. Our socials are always available. But I would say if you're gonna reach out to us, tell me a little bit about your small business. You know, what are some of the features you'd like us to build? What are some of the things if you're already a customer, you, you want us to improve? I mean, Craig, you, you're probably in our Facebook group as well, Content Masters. You'll see everything in there. The critiques coming in, even the criticisms where we try to turn those into critiques, um, constructive feedback, you know, what people are loving. We have investors in there that are also customers, and they're always, you know chiming in saying, you know, give the company a little bit of slack, you know, we're we're a little delayed on one, one or two features. But you know eventually we do roll it out you know you know because that's super important for our customers you know join the content masters group tell us what we can do for you you know that conversation has to be had none of our competitors even come close to this kind of a relationship with their customers and uh, we just want to nurture that and I don't know why. But it's probably because of my personal network. Majority of my personal network tends to be women. Majority of our customers are women, and and they have a lot of spending power. So I need help finding venues and, and channels to reach more women. You know, help empower them with our technology to beat the crap out of their biggest competitors in their industry. So if that's something that you you are you know, your listeners are really good at is you know, reaching out to people who need who are the underdogs of the world. Reach out to me as well. I'd be happy to help as much as I can.
1: Yeah. One thing I will say, you know, I'm not in content masters every day, but when I, when I hop in there in Facebook, I'm amazed at, at how often, how frequently you're answering questions and you do it via video. And I'm sure that saves time for you, but it also adds kind of a nice personal touch, I think for, for the audience as well. And, you know, if there's a hiccup, it's kind of like, You know, when someone gives a bad review on Google and the owner's there to say, Hey, you know, we're sorry, we'll fix it. You know, just give us a second. And so those are the businesses you can trust and, and you know that they're, they're working hard to uh, make things right. So, yeah, there's a PR department.
2: Thank you. There's no PR department to handle it. I, I do it on my runs. I do it, you know, in between sales calls. I'll take this, take a selfie. And uh, sometimes I have to do it twice actually because the Facebook app is a little glitchy. And so the first time I record it, you know, you know, it doesn't work out. So I have to do it again. But I mean, the point is it does it is easier. We're actually gonna build some technology around that because I, I just do it so often and I, you know, it just it's such a great way to respond to people. So we're gonna build some technology around that for people who are managing groups.
1: That's awesome. So last question, if you could hop into a time machine and go back to the day that you started HelloWoofy.com, what is the one piece of advice you give your past self?
2: Such a good question. It's kind of a spin on the question of what would you say to your 20-year-old self? Mm-hmm. The thing is that that question indicates that you know there's there are regrets or there are things that I would change, but... Honestly, I've learned how not to run a company, how not to do things, how not to hire, how not to build a product, you know, raise capital that this is so funny. Have you seen the show Loki? No, not yet. Okay. There's, they talk about time travel and how, Mm -hmm. like, if you mess up the timeline, it creates variances and, Mm. you know, you get variances and the timeline gets, you know, everything changes kind of like butterfly
1: effect type of thing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So... I, I don't know how to answer that question. I would, I would actually just say keep, just do what you need to do, and, and the universe will bring the right people, the the right opportunities to you. I mean, every single person that came in my life, whether they had a positive impact or not, or the opportunities had a positive impact or not, actually put me in the right path. And like C J. said, you know, you can only connect the dots looking back. And uh, whether it's personal with relationships or professionally, you know, you you never know where you're going to meet the next person. And so I would say to, to myself when I started, just do what you think is right.
1: Yeah, I mean, to to your point, you know, obviously the question is is meant to to come up with some sort of learning lesson for for people. But I mean, to your point, you know, had you not gone through those experiences, you wouldn't have learned that lesson, and maybe it maybe it solves something for you in the future, you know. So I mean, all of all of those lessons we learn as we we grow are are definitely important, and we don't want to erase them.
2: Yep, I was gonna say, I think the lesson is that there are lessons to be learned.
1: Very good. So keep going. That's a good way to end. Arjun, really appreciate you joining me. Can't wait to share this podcast with your audience and my audience. And maybe I'll find a way to get it on a smart speaker.
2: All right. Virtual hugs. for your listeners, I have my arms Uh, up. Okay. Well, I've got my arms (laughs) up too. All right. Oh, thank
1: you. (laughs) Thanks, Arjun. Have a great day. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to the Small Business School Podcast. If you like what you heard, please share it and leave a review. It would mean the world to us. If you are a small business owner or looking to start a business, join the Small Business School Facebook group. It's a private community of people focused on helping each other take their businesses to the next level. To learn more about our guests today or to be a feature guest on the Small Business School, go to craigsdaily.com forward slash podcast for more info.